This is Rhema for Today. You see, the Lord's compassion, you see some people said, well, you know, Jesus now, he healed people when he was here to prove his deity and his divinity. So then people think, well, now we don't need that nowadays. But that's not the reason he healed. You, you don't find one verse of scripture where it said, and Jesus healed them to prove his deity. And Jesus healed them to prove his divinity. No, you find such expression in him and he had compassion on them, see. And so folks would say, well, you see, healing now has been done away with. See, that's a big lie of the devil, and that's what robs us. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching on God's Healing Mercies series on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. His mercy is extended to them, but if they don't know it, they can't accept it. Or if they do know it, they don't have to accept it, they can reject it. Amen. There is a Godward side and a manward side to every battle, to every victory, to everything you receive from God. God makes the provision and tells us in His Word what's provided for us so we can have faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Then it's up to us whatever we do about it. You see, so many people are passive. They just sit around waiting on God. Well, now, if it's the will of God to heal me, He'll heal me. Well, now, what if the sinner said, if it's the will of God, He'll save me? Well, I say it with tears, they'd die and go to hell. In fact, I know people, I say it with tears, who are now in hell who said that. You talk to them about being saved. Well, if it's God's will, He'll save me. He'll save me. I just believe, you know, that in God's own good time, when he gets ready, he'll save me. Well, I'd heard years gone, you know, afterwards that the man that had said that to me had died. So I asked people, I said, uh, you know, from that city where I'd pastored, did, you know, did Mr. So-and-so ever get saved? No, said he died cursing God. Well, was salvation not for him? Was the mercy of forgiveness not for him? Yes, it was his just as much as it was mine. Wasn't it? I said, wasn't it? Yes. Well, why didn't he have it then? Because he didn't receive it. Well, now, can't you see by the same token, many dear people, precious people, people that are saved, baptized the Holy Ghost, love the Lord. I've had them to say to me, well, I'm just waiting on the Lord. You know, if it's his will, he'll heal me. The will of the Lord be done. I notice those folks always stay sick. Then they go to believing that's the will of God for them. No, thank God. Look at their text again. I just like that swell. I like to read it every now and then. The Lord is gracious unto a few full of compassion over one occasionally, slow to anger and of great mercy on them that he specially likes. The Lord is good to some and mean to others. Oh, no. He's good to how many? How many? How many? All. Glory to God, he's good. Now, that explains something, doesn't it? I said that explains something, doesn't it? That explains something. That explains something. 
Amen. Right here in Tulsa, there's a dear woman in the hospital. Well, she really just went in for a checkup. You know, she'd had some problems, and her doctor wanted to put her in there and run some tests and get some asbestos in on it, and they discovered that she had cancer. It was all over her body. They said at the best, she had maybe 10 days to live. That's not much, is it? Well, I think she was about 46 years of age, not a Christian, actually had been very, very wicked. And you couldn't talk to her about God. She'd just cuss you out. I mean, she's, you know, smoke cigarettes, drink, prostitute. But thank God, the Lord is good to good people, but he's bad to bad people. No, no. It said right here, he's good to how many? All. Oh, oh. Well, somebody just went right to the hospital right here and, and told her about Jesus and told her about Mark eleven twenty four and told her we'll pray and believe. Well, yeah, that's right. She said that'll work. That's the Bible. Just accepted his goodness and his mercy. And they couldn't find a trace of that cancer. But now, right on the other hand, right here in the same hospital, right here in the same city of Tulsa, here's a person that's a Christian. I mean, even spirit-filled, they even spoke with tongues. And uh, I know a little something about it because at the insistence friend, I went in and talked to him, prayed with him, laid hands on him. <laughs> Knew when I laid hands on him, he didn't get a thing. Their attitude was, well, if it's God's will, he'll heal me. If it's not, he won't. Well, they couldn't. That's not exercising faith. The Lord was tried to be just as good to them as he was, you know, because after all, he's not going to be better to this drinking cursing prostitute than he is his own children. But he's good to all. Isn't that what he said? They all don't accept his goodness, but he's good to all. And so they didn't accept it. Well, their, their thinking is, you know, and you can't talk them into it. People are very low. You can't, you know. Well, no, no, you know. Well, if it's God's will, he'll heal me all right. Yeah, I know he's able. Yeah, I know he can. Oh, how many times have I had people say that? But they don't know he will. Oh, he's able. I know the Lord's able. Yeah, he can do anything. And if it's his will, he'll do it. You know, I've never seen one of those get well yet. Not one. Not one single one of them. See, it's not only believing he's able, it's believing that he's willing. You see, if his mercy is available to us, then he's willing. If mercy has anything to do with healing, and we just got through reading that it did, then it's available to all that has need of his mercy, all that has need of his healing. Here's another outstanding scripture, 2 Corinthians 1, 3. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God he is the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, but he's the Father of something else. The Father of mercies. Notice that's plural. Mercies. Mercies. See, too much of the time, we just think of mercy, singular, mercy. God's mercy toward the sinner. God's mercy in forgiveness. But he's not just the father of mercy. He's the father of mercies. Hallelujah. And the God of all comfort. Hallelujah. Well, he is, isn't he? Now, here's another scripture in the fifth chapter of Mark's gospel. Read these scriptures. Don't let them get away from you. Read them. If you can't read them, have somebody to read them to you. Read them over and over 
and over and over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Now, read the fifth chapter of Mark. I'll not take time to do it here. But read the first through the 20th verses. First 20 verses of the fifth chapter of Mark. Now, here's what you find. You know the story. That Jesus had compassion on the man in the tombs that was so possessed with the devil and had the legion. He cut himself with stones. He broke the chains that they tried to bind him with. He wandered out there naked, you remember, in among the tombs, cutting himself, crying out day and night. Jesus had compassion on him and, and, and delivered him and healed him. And so then when it was noised abroad, what happened to those swine that ran off the cliff and drowned in the sea? And the people came out from Decapolis and uh, they saw him sitting, clothed in his right mind. They didn't understand what all happened. They, they uh, prayed Jesus to depart out of their coast. And now then, it also said that this man besought Jesus, prayed Jesus, or besought Jesus, that he might remain with him, that he might go with him, the man that had been delivered. Now notice the 19th and 20th verses. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, that is, he wouldn't let him go with him, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends, and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee, and hath had compassion on thee. That's the 19th verse. So I said Jesus had compassion on him. I was right. Jesus himself said he had. He had compassion on him and healed him, delivered him and healed him. Praise God. Uh, again, we might ask the question, what was it that moved Jesus to help this man? Compassion. Compassion. And so he said to him, go home to thy friends and tell them what great things the Lord hath done for thee and hath had compassion on thee. Go tell how he's had compassion. Now notice what he's wanting them to publish. Notice the next verse, 20th verse. And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him. Well, now notice that Jesus said, Now you go tell what great things the Lord has done for thee and hath had compassion on thee. You see, the Lord's compassion... You see, some people said, well, you know, Jesus now, he healed people when he was here to prove his deity and his divinity. So then people think, well, now we don't need that nowadays. But that's not the reason he healed. You, you don't find one verse of scripture where it said, and Jesus healed him to prove his deity. And Jesus healed him to prove his divinity. No, you find such expression in him and he had compassion on him, see. And so folks would say, well, you see, healing now has been done away with. See, that's a big lie of the devil and that's what robs us. You see, if it was universally taught, as it should be, like it is universally taught, that salvation, you know, the new birth, the remission, the mercy of God, the mercy of Jesus, the compassion of the Lord toward the sinner is unto all. Now, that's widely preached. That's, everybody believes that. And you don't have any trouble accepting it. But you see, if, if the other side of the story, which is just as much truth, that his compassion to heal the sick, toward the sick is just as great as his mercy toward the sinner. Hallelujah. If that was just as widely preached, then faith, you see, everywhere would be on a higher level. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. 
Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. This offer begins with the three CD series, Discovering Jesus by Kenneth Hagin. Next in this offer is a CD from Kenneth E. Hagin entitled, Christ the Deliverer. All this for the special price of $18. Call toll free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll free, 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. We have a special day coming up. Mm-hmm. It's called International Rhema Day, yes. Sunday, May the 3rd. Yes. And somebody said, well, what is International Rhema Day? Well, it's a day that we've set aside, and we've been doing this for several years now, where individuals, groups, and churches are invited to participate with Rhema for that one day with praying for Rhema. We have yes. 256 campuses in 51 nations and support Rama with a financial gift and then to tell others about Rama That's right. and, and get students here, people that you think that would benefit from coming to Rama. Yes. That's what International Rama Day is all about. If you want to know more about it, you can go to rama.org slash IRD yes. and find out all about it. But we would welcome you as an individual, as a group of people, or as a church to get involved with us on International Rhema Day, and I want to thank you ahead of time for doing that. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll-free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue his message on God's Healing Mercies series. That's tomorrow on Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.